Must listen for anyone in marketing or PR. Excellent podcast. Adam is a smart, insightful host, and he gets the best guests. Those aren't my words, actually. That's our most recent review on Apple Podcasts from CJTT323. Thank you so much, truly. If you, the listener, end up liking this, it would be an honor to have your review as well. I'll probably read it right here. All right, on with the show. You ever get advice on what to do when opportunity comes knocking at your door? I've got a real-life example of someone who's taken full advantage of it on today's Authentic Avenue. Roan, a men's apparel brand seeking to inspire others in the pursuit of progress. On this episode, you'll meet another Adam, Adam Bridegan, their chief marketing officer. He's been through a fitness journey of his own, and ever since Roan, as a career step, knocked on his door, he's been inspiring others himself, including yours truly. Today, we'll talk about those journeys and about health, both physical and mental. So get dressed and settle in as I get real with Roan and Adam Bridegan. This guest today is one of uh, my favorite people to talk to, at least in the marketing community so far during the time that I've done this. Here's why. Quick story for you listeners before we jump into this. I was on a personal fitness and health journey of my own through this year, through all of 2020, and I told exactly one person in charge of a brand about this at the end of 2019, and that person being the head of an athleisure brand themselves, not only gave me the support then, but followed me through the year and made sure I was sticking true to the goals I wanted, and I can say that I have achieved those. Now we get to have another conversation on the back end of that. I have here Adam Bridegan from Roan. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Adam, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for allowing me to come back and chat. I can't wait to uh, get an update on everything that's been going on, obviously, to get past that first initial thank you for the support. And uh, as a side note, listeners, Adam is one of the most frequent engagers on this podcast. So you better uh, you better up your game because you got a long way to go before you get to Adam's level. But Adam, let's real quick set the scene for the listeners here because I happen to know, or at least if I'm remembering correctly, that this opportunity for Roan literally dropped on your doorstep. But I want to uh, hear it from you. And could we get that story from you? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely came came knocking on my door um, several years ago. It was actually 2013. And at the time, I was living in Connecticut, um, working for an online travel company, um, spending a lot of money on digital marketing and, and managing that process. And a, an, a neighbor of mine who our, our kids, you know, became friends and started hanging out um, by the name of Nate Checkets, and he was at the NFL at the time. And um, one weekend, he he came to me and he said, "You know, I was on my on one of my train rides. I was talking to my brother-in-law, and and we have this idea of creating this this you know this premium men's activewear brand to really you know be designed for how men are sweating and and really go after this this category that you know a lot of the big box brands are kind of ignoring, you know, they're, they're, they're designing for essentially everyone. And, you know, companies like Nike and Under Armour are phenomenal companies. They're just, you know, focused on shoes and a lot of different sports. And um, Nate recognized the growth from Lululemon. And we were both really, you know, big fans of the company and what they had done. 
Um, but no one was really focused on on the men's side. And so that's the idea that, that Nate and his you know, brother-in-law had. And, and he shared that with me. And he said, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on some of the samples of the products that I'm going to be getting. And, and I was like, Nate, like, I, I'm not a fashion person. Like I'm, I'm happy to, you know, review these samples with you, but like, please take my, you know, opinions with a grain of salt. But, um, he's like, yes, I, I understand that. But I mean, you know, a lot more about marketing and, and in this kind of space of digital marketing. And, and we really want to start this kind of direct to consumer. And at the time we did a lot of research. And so we ended up going on Shopify, which, at the time turned out to be an absolute game changer for us because we we essentially learned Shopify. Right? Like we weren't we weren't developers or anything. Like we, right. we didn't have any budget, you know, to say, Lo, let's go build a website. It was Nate and, and I and a few others just figuring this out. Like, oh, how do we add a new product? Right. And like how do we create this? How do we create a blog post? And that was that was really the beginning of it. And that would have been really early, even in the Shopify journey, right? I mean, Shopify now is, you know, one of the hottest ways to start a brand out there. But yeah. I mean, you guys were, I don't know about pioneers, but certainly at the, the cutting edge of that, I'm sure that helped out a lot, uh, even, yeah, even to today, because you're like experts in it. Well, it it really, I mean, at the time, we we were just doing research of like, you know, how to, how to launch, you know, an e-commerce site and knowing that that was going to be a primary sales channel for us. And it, again, like seven years later, it's paying massive dividends for us. And yeah, we, we, we got some phenomenal rates and it really allowed us to scale a lot faster. But I will say at the time, like we didn't, we, 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 we didn't have money to go out and like, oh, let's, let's build this amazing website and, and use this design agency to do all these things. No, it was, let's just get a proof of concept. Like, can we sell clothing through this website and then what type of content that we need. And for me, Adam, it was like a, an, a massive learning curve that I had. I mean, I was like thrown into this new world of like, you know, hit and all of these terminologies, all this jargon as far as this industry that I had to learn. And that was really for me, what kind of in many ways changed my life because, you know, I've shared this with you, but at the time, like, I mean, I, I was an athlete in high school, but after that, you know, married, started having kids and, and I had kind of, you know, just not that I let myself go, but I just, I didn't work out. I didn't eat healthy. I, you know, I, I had some of my, my favorite snacks and, you know, thought that my metabolism would stay like that forever, but it, it caught up with me. And so as I'm learning these things and, and, you know, interviewing trainers and, and researching this entire industry. I started realizing that, oh, I need to like, I need to get into this mindset of like, if, if I'm going to be an effective marketer, I need to understand this consumer. And I essentially, in many ways, I think of it as like the ways that, you know, when you're preparing for a movie, you, you do all of this research about the character and, and who they are and, and what, what makes them tick, right? Like, in many ways, that was like the mission that I was on. And like, I remember texting back and forth with Nate. I'm like, if, I, if I'm going to be the head of marketing for this, I have to put myself as as who our customer is. And so I started working out and I didn't know anything about like, you know, training outside of like basketball training, which is the sport that I played. And so again, I was like, I feel like I'm a lot like, 
many people who are when they, you know, they're afraid of the gym because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I'd walk into the gym and I'm like, all these people look like they go here. And it was like so intimidating. Right. And so it was just like kind of this weird feeling. But but because of that, like I forced myself to like learn and grow and then it and then it became more familiar with me. So in many ways, when you think about authenticity, like I very much in a short period of time had to learn who this new customer was going to be if I was going to effectively understand them and effectively market to them. So you had a personal fitness journey of your own, but it sounds like this was your way of getting into the kind of getting into the consumer's head. I mean, heck, probably not, it didn't even take too long for you to get into the mindset of like, well, if I'm going to be out there working out all the time, busting my hump, sweating a ton, which the same for yeah. me, I'm a pretty sweaty guy when I go out and work out. Like now, though, now those samples that you agreed to go through with Nate at the very beginning take a different tone because you just you have you have the ability to actually tell is this good or is this not? Do we have something here or is this all hot air? What right. was so? Here's something that. I don't believe I've asked before, but it's related to the mechanics of, of starting a business. Plenty of people who listen to this show are, are prospective brand builders in themselves. What would you say was like the hardest and steepest curve other than learning an e-commerce platform and learning the terminology? Was there something else that sticks out to you as was particularly daunting to get over or get through? I, I It's a great question. I think the most the, the most challenging and, and the lesson that I learned and I continue to learn over and over is just how important building a brand is. And, and I know that that sounds like very like squishy, but it, it's real. And, and what I mean by that is like truly being authentic takes time and it, and it takes, you know, transparency and it takes like being vulnerable and and being open and and knowing that you don't have all the answers. And so as a brand, I think that that's something really difficult to quantify because you know, I'm a very analytical person when when you think about how we've scaled our marketing and, you know, attribution modeling and and all of that. However, we would not be where we are today without building a brand. Because other than that, we are just, you know, we're, we're just competing with people on price and you're, you're doing, but like actually telling a brand story and connecting with people on a human level is something that has truly set us apart. And again, I, I credit Nate to allowing us that the freedom and flexibility to build a culture and to, you know, invest in brand and, and creating and and for us, we want to be the best storytellers in our category, right? Like we, we want to be able to tell those product stories and we want to tell stories of, of people who have inspired us and have, have changed their families and changed their lives. And all of that, and when, when you look at our early marketing, right, like it, it wasn't like this massive, you know, direct response. It was, it was all brand building. But, and when you think about our investment in content, like, yes, it, it, it helps on the SEO side. But that was really us just, you know, under like learning this market and making sure that we could, you know, speak from an authentic place because we were now working with trainers. We were now working with nutritionists and, and people in the fitness community. And, and because of that, right, like now we have, you know, celebrities and athletes and, and others who are writing and producing content for us. 
And what I'm most proud of, Adam, is like the content that they're sharing is about like men's mental health. It's like topics that need to come up. And we now feel this this responsibility as a brand that, hey, we have this voice and we have this platform. We need to we need to use it for the betterment of guys who are who are seeking progress and knowing that, hey, there's a lot of uh, guys out there who who struggle with, you know, perfection and are, are, are out there working so hard at, you know, in their fitness life and in, in their business life that they, they sometimes fall prey to, you know, like family time, you know, beco- becoming a second, <laughs> a distant second in their lives. And so it, that, that's what I love about connecting with, you know, our platform on, on this human level. And, and that's really, I would say, the most difficult thing with those listening is whatever you're doing and, and to create a brand that's going to be around for decades and hopefully centuries, right, is you, you have to invest in that time and effort. And, it, and it's not always easily quantifiable. There's a lot of qualitative analysis that needs to go into it. Totally. I'm there with you. And this content, uh, for folks, it's very, very clear to see what this content's all about. I encourage you to check it out either where Roan is available socially or, or right there on their website. You can go through their community. You can go through the people that they feature specifically, the outliers. It's clear, at least as I perceive it, somebody who does not work for Roan, that one of, shall we say, the avenues to authenticity that you build and that the brand builds and the way in which you're being your truest self is through telling these stories of these remarkable uh, men, as you say, on the website who have put in the work to be extraordinary, who live lives that are filled with incredible progress and who are guided by principle and driven to succeed. Um, I'm curious to know from you, because I can see that very clearly, what do you consider as the avenues, let's say, to reach areas where Roan is being the most authentic, however you define it? Obviously, storytelling is a big chunk of it, I want to know if there are others that come into the fold as well. So I, I think for us, like the way that we view it is it starts with us as individuals. And again, like I, I know I'm like boiling this down and it sounds like, but this is something that we care and are, are very passionate about is like, okay, how do I treat my family and the and our team members? How do I treat them as as a leader? And making sure that like those values um, are paramount when it comes to our employees and our team members is like the the way in which we interact with them, the way that we treat them, how we care about them and their families, knowing that like we don't just view them as just like hey you're replaceable. It's like no like we know how loyal you've been to this, to this brand and, and what we're trying to achieve. And so I, it starts with us as an, as, an, as a team and as an employees. And I think that it, it sounds cliche, but if, if those listening can just, you know, put those principles in action with their team, it pays massive dividends because that's, I mean, your best brand advocates are going to be those who are working for the brand who, their family members who are sharing it with others and can speak to it when they're traveling and, and meeting new people like, yes, this is the company that I work for and I love it. So like it, it sounds like, Oh, like everyone would say that, but no, like we, we really do value culture and that, that time balance with your family. It's, it's not like every week we have this thing called a pursuit 
and the pursuit of the week, which is we either all do yoga, we all do a meditation or a breathing, like some sort of technique like Wim Hof or, or others, but like the entire company will shut down so that we can do that, right? And so I, again, it, it starts there. And then when we think about the type of authentic avenues out there, it's on all of our social platforms, um, the type of content and, and who we are, is, is that coming through with what we're creating? And so I, I think whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's TikTok, you know, the way that you're going to interact with others is, is going to be very custom to who the audience is, but it still should come from a place of authenticity. But in certain social areas, you, you can be who you are, right? Like you can be a little bit more fun and playful. And that's something that, that we are constantly experimenting with and testing with is like, you know, as we've grown up and as we've, you know, gotten, you know, a new stages of the company, there's, you know, everyone will try to tell you like, oh, you need now that you've hit this threshold, you need to, you know, as you scale, you know, this is going to be the next thing that's going to climb and you need to make sure that you like all in all, like we are we are the same brand from the beginning as far as our core ethos. And, and that's our goal is to make that, you know, throughout all of our different customer touch points, whether it's social, whether it's the type of messaging that we put in our packages. And so the opening experience, like, are we being authentic to our customers, uh, emails, all of that communication boils down into, right, as, as who we are as a brand. Has there ever been temptation to trade some of that off for growth? Here's why I ask. Many brands, I'm guessing, come to a juncture where they want to do right by what they think is the right thing to do. And whether it be because they're new and just trying to carve out share or people, they haven't been able to spread their message wide enough and convince people of a certain thing. And I've seen this in software a lot, frankly. So that's totally mm -hmm. different from your category. But sometimes... I think it's a form of selling out where brands will do that. They'll either, they'll posture in a certain way or they'll tell some message that they know will be received commercially well, but may not be totally aligned with their values. And I understand it's a cheap tactic to get growth in the short term. Were you ever tempted by something like that? Are you still tempted by things like that today? And if so, how do you weather those temptations? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think anyone who's being honest with you and, and answering that question if saying oh I'm, I'm never tempted by that well the the bottom line is is absolutely right like <laughs> we're we are all as brands or whether it's software whether it's a you know a product a consumer product like all of us are tempted by that which is okay well we we're all juggling the short-term goals and, and the long-term vision, right? Which is, you know, in many ways, as brands get started, you, you have to, like, to be a brand that matters, you have to survive. You, you do have to grow. And so I think the most important thing that you can do is be, just be very cautious with, you know, who you take checks from. And, and what I mean by that is as you're raising venture capital, as you're assembling a board, as you're, you know, looking to bring on strategic partners and, and things like that, like you, you need to do a lot of research. You need to make sure that they share those core values with you. And I think those that don't, and unfortunately, you know, you know, take the money and, and have to make those decisions, you know, sometimes the decision is made for them, right? Whereas like, yeah, you have 
you know, certain members of the team and, and leadership that says this is this is what the new goal is and this is what we're going to do. And then, unfortunately, that that wasn't the reason that the brand was founded. And, and then, you, you know, you see that a lot where a lot of founders get to a certain place and then they're eventually kicked out. Right. <laughs> like it, it it is like to it's it's a real thing that happens and, and understanding it. And I think to the extent that you can control that um in the beginning and knowing hey this is where i want to be in five years this is where i want to be in 10 years and if i want to get there like to to be something that matters i can't i i can't sell my soul right now right and and again like i'm not here to judge i I, i'm being completely transparent with you that absolutely we've been tempted we've been tempted by other people telling us oh well you could grow a lot faster if you did this or you could be like this brand over here and this is what they're doing, right? Like it's no, that absolutely happens. And I'd be lying to you if, if I said it, it didn't, but I can tell you that we have a, right now we have a phenomenal board and we have a phenomenal group of investors who want us to be, you know, what our vision is, which is to be a, a billion dollar brand that is designing clothes for men, right? And, and whether or not that, you know, evolves into, just a premium activewear brand and and designing for other, you know, groups as well, then we will cross that at that time. But for, for what we are doing right now, like I, I can honestly say that our team is a hundred percent supportive. And I was just going to ask about that. Where do you want to go? A billion dollar brand. Gosh, I think about that and I'm sure now you reminisce on those first samples and think, God, I can't believe that that's, you know, we, we've come so far in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, seven years isn't like the longest time out there. What do you want to get done over the next uh, one, two, or maybe seven for the brand while staying true to these uh, yeah. these values that you have? I, 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 that really is our vision is to, to be a billion dollar brand and not because it's not, you know, because it's a shiny number, but because that represents like lives that we've impacted. And like, I'm sure people are listening to this being like, oh yeah, whatever, dude, like you're full of it. Just but, a shirt that you sweat less yeah, in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, like it, it, when you talk to Nate, like I can promise you, it's like, how many men are we inspiring? How many are we influencing for good? And to really have, like, if, if we're impacting millions of men across the world, like that, that's satisfying as a human being to know that like we've done something to inspire others to be better and be better in whether or not that's pursuing their, their family life or pursuing their, their goals of, you know, fitness and being active. I, I per like, I had to do that own journey myself where in the beginning, like the first three years of this, it was, it was crushing to me because I was wearing so many different hats. It's like, Oh, you know, let's go, let's go set up in, you know, and a, this campaign. It's like, well, it's me. Like, let's go set up the website. Okay. Well, like it's all things that you're learning. And I had, you know, at the time I had two kids. Now I have three, but I, I will never get those years back, Adam. Like it, it, it is what it is, but like it, because I was so committed to our goal and, and making this a success, I, I know what that's like. I know what you know, lack of sleep is like. I know what like not really caring about your, your eating habits or trying to, to balance your, your family life. 
But thank goodness that throughout this journey, I realized just how important my health and my fitness was. Whereas like, you know, like I started working out, I started focusing on my sleep. I found out through this whole experience that I had sleep apnea and, and all of, all of this now allows me to be and have more empathy as a leader for my team and, and their families. And now, you know, I want to spend and, and make sure that I'm there for my family. And I realized that I needed to make that investment in my own personal health so that I could be there for the family, not just, you know, financially, but like, just, you know, like physically. And, and that never was a focus of mine. It was just, you know, the survival mode. And so I think that's, that's really this own journey, what that means for others and, and others who are in this, in this same category. Like we, we want to inspire them and hopefully we have that platform to do it. And, you know, revenue is just one of those, op- those ways that we can, you know, it's a KPI that we can use in front of us as leaders to help us get there. And listeners, by the way, if you check out Roan's site, it is way more than just apparel. Plenty of stuff you can learn there and a wide ranging variety of topics, including podcasting and how to do it, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's that uh, providing uh, all sorts of value for others, Adam, that I want to round this out. And uh, I want to ask for advice from you. And the advice is rooted in uh, your story and the others who attempt to emulate it. Now, understanding that a brilliant idea may not necessarily knock on the door of another listener of this show, and perhaps understanding that listeners are attempting to build brands right now for which they are not thinking about billions, they're thinking <laughs> about the bills. How, uh, how do you recommend that they carve their own avenues to their authenticity? Is, are there certain exercises to go through, no pun intended, by the way, maybe mental exercises, to go through as they decide how to stand for something, what that thing is? Is there a secret sauce? I'm, I'm curious because you've now ushered this brand forward over the last seven years to a great place of success. And you're also about, of course, giving back, education, I'd like to close with some of that education, if you if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I I think it's really important to surround yourself with positive people who truly want you to succeed, right? Like just having a great idea. There's plenty of great ideas out there. There was plenty of people who probably wanted to solve, you know, a men's activewear brand, and and there's tons of brands that are now popping up in the same category. But it really comes down to just execution and your work ethic, right? And that doesn't mean that like you have to necessarily sleep in in the office. Like, please get sleep, but just realize that it 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 takes time and it takes a lot of work and effort. But to the extent that you can surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you and that have that same drive and work ethic, I think really that's what it boils down to. And the work ethic to actually study and put in the time and the effort, right? There was there was books that I read along this journey that completely changed my mindset and really helped me. There's going to be, you know, videos, uh, advice from you know consult advice from your network that will be in, you know incredible for you, but you have to put yourself and and you have to put in the work. And one book particular for those marketers out there that, you know, is kind of my 
guide. I keep, I travel with this book. It is the main book I read multiple times a year, which is called Scientific Advertising. And it speaks a lot uh, about the, the psychology of consumers and how in you know the 1920s and 30s, just how scientific they had become with mail order catalogs. And it's so fascinating to me, Adam, that a lot of the digital marketers today are like, oh yeah, direct mail, like, you know, that's that's old school. No one does that anymore. And then you you, you realize just how advanced they were with their with with the direct mail. And like they had it down to the the cost per penny of the response rates. A fraction and, of a penny in some cases, yeah. Yeah, it, it's truly remarkable. And so that that's something too that I've that I've instilled in our team is like everything that we do as we scale, we have to have a plan of how are we going to you know measure success? And as long as we have that plan built and we can quantify that, or if we can't quantify it, at least come up with some sort of methodology and algorithm, then that, that that's just how we've guided our team on, on the marketing side. So there's going to be unlocks like that for them in their journeys, whether it's books, whether it's people around them, but you, you, you really can't train work ethic. It's either you're going to put in the time and the effort to do it or you're not. It's like you look at these phenomenal athletes. <laughs> yes, they have talent, but what you don't see them is on the weekends and putting in the time to get this done and waking up before everyone else. Like it's, it's just you, you got to put in the work. And putting in the work and all of these other things that you've talked about in that advice, by the way, it's wonderfully complete advice. I appreciate that. And listeners, I would go and crank this back about 60 seconds or two minutes and just listen through that again. Maybe pick up that book. Maybe write down some of the things that you want to stand for and maybe write down some of those implicit temptations that you seek to to slough off as you guide your own way and your brand's way to uh, success. And by the way, I think that this podcast is a good way to do it, but there are plenty of podcasts out there. For example, Nate, Nate Chekets, who who uh, at the helm of this whole thing also has podcasts you can listen to. And also, and I'll bring it back to the Roan website, plenty of information there about business, about life, about health, everything beyond active wear, which of course you can go there and get that as well. Adam, I uh, really enjoyed our conversation the, the, when, we, when we've had it before. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for for teaching me more about the avenues to authenticity that Roan brings to market. Thanks again for telling your story. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys hit that billion. But thanks for now for coming on the show. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. And if any of the listeners would would like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'd I'd be happy to connect with you. As long as you're not selling me anything, I'll pick up the phone and, and chat with you. Adam continues to be an executive who supports me consistently down to liking damn near every LinkedIn post I do. It really is the little things. And I hope you check out Roan after this. Thanks, Adam. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe, leave that review on Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it at the top of the show. And you can also find me elsewhere, LinkedIn, Authentic Avenue. Also, I'm there personally, Adam Connor. And then here's a new one. I'm on TikTok, and I'm there as at Authentic Adam. So go check that out if you please. It's where I take a little bit more of an unpolished look at everything that's going on. And you can also write me directly, adam at authenticavenuemedia.com, where you can say hi and recommend the guest and just tell me what you're thinking so far. This has been your host, Adam Connor, saying until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue.